This episode of Policing Matters is brought to you by Lexapol, the experts in policy, training, wellness support, and grants assistance for first responders and government leaders. To learn more, visit Lexapol.com. That's L-E-X-I-P-O-L.com. Hey, welcome back to Policing Matters on PoliceOne.com. I'm your host, Jim Dudley. Well, I hope you're watching on YouTube, or if not, then check us out. You can see our guest and some graphic images and links and uh, give you a, a better idea what we're talking about. Well, when statistics are analyzed, it seems that there are biases read into them. I recently saw that traffic stops are interpreted as biased based on whoever's inputting the data, despite the fact that an officer often doesn't know gender, race, or ethnicity of a driver running red lights, speeding, or participating in a sideshow. When will technology arrive to take any sort of this type of interpretation out of the equation? AI has arrived across the board in all areas of living today. We've seen some promising versions that have been dashed by legislation. Watch and listen in as we hear about an important tool to identify and prevent firearms violence. Our guest today will tell us about his company that uses AI as a form of firearm detection and thus shooting prevention. Well, Dustin Brooks is the chief customer officer and co-founder of Zero Eyes. And before founding Zero Eyes in 2018, Dustin has worked uh, as a global asset technologies and military instructor developing Navy SEAL candidates. Mr. Brooks has served in the US Navy and as a US Navy SEAL for six years. Thank you, Dustin, for your service. Yeah, great. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate it. Uh, so Zero Eyes is a pro proactive visual gun detection and situational awareness so software platform based on computer vision and advanced machine learning AI. It is layered on existing digital security cameras at schools, businesses, and government offices. The technology is designed to identify illegally brandished guns and instantly send messages to the Zero Eyes Operations Center which are staffed by military and law enforcement veterans 24 seven, 365 for human verification. Once these experts verify that a gun has been identified, they dispatch alerts and provide situational awareness and actionable intelligence, including visual description, gun type, and last known location of the shooter to local staff and law enforcement as fast as within three to five seconds from detection. Wow. This is a game changer. Tell us about it, Dustin. How was it developed? Who came up with the idea? Yeah, great. So first, thanks for having me on. I uh, really appreciate it. Um, so the Zero Eyes uh, platform was founded by myself and four other members. Uh, three, of those, three of those other members I served in the SEAL teams with, and then one of them um, came in contact with as we were starting to build out the organization. Um, the idea sparked from the Parkland shooting that happened in 2018. Our CEO, Mike Layef, uh, had multiple kids in the school district and they were coming home. And just like when I was growing up, they were doing drills, but instead of tornado drills, they were doing active shooter drills. Um, the kids were pretty shaken up about it. And you know, having the background that he did, being in the SEAL teams, um, security was paramount you know, for his own family, for 
his community and everybody else. So he started engaging with the uh, school district and the SRO there on site and asking them, you know, what they were using for security, how they were thinking about security. And as a parent with the background that he did, how could he, how could he support? And started realizing that they had a lot of camera systems, uh, a lot of cameras that were up at the school and nobody was really watching them or doing anything with them. They were all reactive solutions. So a fight would happen or a theft would happen in the parking lot. Um, so looking at the landscape of security with metal detectors and more personnel on site, everything is kind of reactive position. And the question was, okay, in the Parkland shooting, because that was kind of the basis that we were going off of, the kid stood in a stairwell under a camera prepping before he went to the first hallway and, and started shooting. If there was some kind of technology that could pick that up and send it to professionals, security professionals, either the SORO on site or support responding law enforcement, and they got more actionable intel, could they end that threat quicker and faster? And that was kind of the thesis behind the software. It was like, can that be built out? And through our team, our CTO, Tim Solzer, um, who has a brilliant mind with technology, we were able to start kind of putting the pieces together of what ZeroEyes is today, um, a fully fleshed out um, product with multiple customers all over the United States um, with the sole purpose of being able to detect firearms through camera systems and send alerts to the personnel that need it, that actionable intel to be able to filter through the mess, get it and respond appropriately. Yeah, that is awesome. And I mean, I see it as a similar to ShotSpotter, where oftentimes we'll hear the gunshots, emergency dispatch will get the message and immediately relay it to patrol in the field. Sometimes there's some accompanying information, doors slamming, people shouting, cars speeding off, things like that. The premise is really exciting, but playing devil's advocate, doesn't it call for more cameras in public places? So the the camera industry, you know, off that question has kind of exploded over the last five, five or six years. Um, there's more cameras being put in more places. And I think it's because the ease and use of ability um, and also the capabilities of the cameras themselves. So the digital cameras, et cetera. Um, what we looked at is a lot of the cameras that you see in public places, nobody, nobody's even doing anything with them. Sometimes people put cameras up as just like a deterrent for a space or again, like a post event analysis, like we have to put cameras up, uh, to be able to identify this terrible event that happened or something like that. They're not proactively using them. All the places that we go to, um, churches, school districts, places of business, et cetera, they have security cameras. Um, those are the cameras that we're interested in, the ones that are protecting the places um, where people go and try to live their everyday lives. Mm -hmm. We took a look at those as a force multiplier. So with our technology, we could support the individuals that are providing security for those spaces 
and use them as a force multiplier. So allow those individuals to do their job more effectively. Um, you know, so back to your question, uh, do we see that as, a, as an issue with more cameras being deployed? We see customers replacing old outdated analog cameras that they have with better digital cameras just to be able to support our technology because they're so engaged with it and they see that the use case and the effectiveness of it. Yeah, that's so great. And the idea behind ShotSpotter is even if uh, there's not a call made to 911, on its own autonomously, the the message is relayed that shots have been fired. And so is there an alarm or how do operators um, catch something on a screen that shows someone with a firearm in a public place? Yeah, let's kind of talk through the workflow. So our software is sitting over on an overlay of a security camera that already exists at a place. Somebody walks past that camera with some kind of illegal weapon that's on the premise. So long guns or semi-automatic pistols, and then a variety within there. Um, Our technology picks up that that data, picks up that alert, moves it over to a uh, 24-7, 365 manned operations center, um, either in Philadelphia or in Hawaii. And we have former law enforcement and former veterans that are sitting in seats as analysts. We call it our Zero's Operations Center. Those individuals are getting those alerts and coming through and they're asking asking themselves one question, is there a gun in this image or not? And if there is, then they dispatch that alert. That alert is then sent through a keyframe image. Just, Just the image of the alert is dispatched to our client. And then our client has ways to configure their site to kind of specifically curate their needs. So we have a mobile app application. Everybody's got a cell phone on them these days. We can send the the alert to a mobile app that comes with the keyframe image and a geo location of the camera that actually picked up the alert Mm -hmm. on a map of their location. Um, And then we also send a text message alert. So a little less technology inclined, a little faster, um, an easier distribution method of a link that the customer can click and it'll show the camera um, and the alert itself. We also have a desktop version of the mobile app that if they do have a security operations center that we usually see people like to have it up in their operations center. Um, so we've got a variety of ways to do that. Simultaneously, our operations center starts calling our um, customer, our primary points of contact at the customer site just to get a two-way communication. Right now there's an event. Now there's something going on. We want to verify with a human that, hey, you have received a Zero-Eyes alert. So we're, we're working to get as much information to our customers as possible in a way that works for their SOPs, their standard operating procedures, to start addressing um, some kind of terrible situation. So I'm I'm guessing that you're contracting with uh, people who want the service. What about in uh, already existing government cameras, like on public transportation or in government buildings? Something like you know twenty twenty five percent of active shooters have occurred in government buildings. Are you uh, linking up with them as well? 
So we work in three different verticals. Um, we have education, which is where our organization really rooted in and started. Um, we have commercial, which encompasses um, churches, synagogues, um, places of business, shopping malls, et cetera. Um, and then we have a government solutions team as well. Um, so we do work with local municipalities. We work, we work with government buildings. Uh, we do have a deployment um, with a major uh, subway system. So if there's a security camera and there is a need for information, um, we're finding that you know we, we definitely have a use case there. Oh, great. Well, the expediency is certainly there. Um... In, often in cases of somebody brandishing a firearm or firing, uh, people aren't picking up their phones and calling 911. If anything, they're taking videos of the event. So you cut down on that middleman. We try to. Yeah, it's. Um, you would be amazed at the amount of, I mean, you you have a law enforcement background, so you you understand, but the amount of guns that are displayed in, in um, illegal carry areas or, or in, in churches or schools, et cetera, where it's not the security professional, it's just people with guns in those areas. And it's, uh, it is a, it's a bit concerning. Yeah. And so, yeah, that, that makes me think about deconfliction or if you are in a heavy firearm environment, like a, an open carry state or, a place where you've got law enforcement officers walking with sidearms on, on their belts and things like that. How do you weed those out? Are your analysts uh, trained to, to dismiss those kinds of carry or how do they distinguish? Yeah, I, I think our analysts could identify an ROTC kid in their sleep uh, <laughs> walking around the school. But yeah, absolutely. So we have, you know, we have enough data now of detections that we've gotten um, that our teams have a, a very rigorous training process for our ZOC analysts to go through to look at all these individual scenarios and situations. Um, that's a quarterly training that they hold. Um, they, they pressure test our analysts through random phone calls where they, you know, they get, they get disconnected in the middle of a call and they have to run these scenarios to do things. They get different, uh, detections that come in that are, that are really, uh, off kilter and they have to filter through this information. So it's, uh, it's really awesome to see them work. Um, but we have essentially dispatch processes on, um, lethal, non-lethal, um, weapons. So a non-lethal weapon would be a, a suited law enforcement officer, um, that has, you know, the itch to go do some training at one of the places they have keys to at two 30 in the morning. And we pick up those alerts and, you know, we have, we have a way to dismantle that without creating a hard dispatch for, for the customer. Um, and then, you know, we, from time to time, we pick up score guns and then, you know, airsoft rifles and all these different things. So our analysts take into account the entire environment of what they're looking at. Um, and, and I mean, the scenarios that we have engaged with have been very professional from our teams. That's great to hear. Uh, I'd like to ask you more about 
different types of weapons. But first, I'd like to take a moment and thank our sponsor. Lexapol empowers first responders and public servants to best meet the needs of their residents safely and responsibly, serving more than 2 million public safety and government professionals in over 8,000 agencies and municipalities. Lexapol offers a range of solutions that includes policies, training, behavioral health resources, news and analysis, and grant assistance services for law enforcement, fire and rescue, EMS, local government, and other agencies dedicated to public safety. To learn more, visit Lexapol.com. That's L-E-X-I-P-O-L dot com. And we're back and I'm speaking with Dustin Brooks, CEO and co-founder of the Zero Eyes Firearm Detection System. We talked a little bit about firearms. Are there any other kind of weapons that can be detected or go through some sort of a filter before uh, an analyst hits the alert? Yeah, we, right now to date, we have last number that I, I that I saw was around 197 different classifiers of weapon systems. Um, that's to include any kind of handheld carried long rifle or semi-automatic pistol or um, you know, some kind of six shooter or just uh, some kind of pistol, right? It's a uh, the the position, the shape, the carry, the carry position of the the guns themselves, are what the AI is really rooting in and looking for. Um, as we develop the product and we get more requests from our customers, or we do have Department of Defense projects that we work on, uh, if there are other classifiers that are put into our data set, our customers, all all of our customers benefit from the implementation of whatever we put in there. So Mm -hmm. I don't know that we have an RPG in there at at this moment, but hopefully we never see, I don't know. I don't know the last time I saw somebody attack a mall with an RPG. I, I just, I hope that we don't see that, but um, yeah, if there was a use case for it, we'd definitely be looking at it. Yeah. Well, if you go to Europe or abroad, you may want to start adding those to the system. Hey, we've seen, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, they, you know, We've heard a, a lot of you know knife violence, right, or like fixed bladed weapons, like machetes, etc. And that's um, a compelling argument could be made there to start focusing on that. Um, but we try to take a broad stroke, right? Like what what are the the scenarios that have caused the most damage, and then let's start there and start really creating an impact. For sure, it's a great priority to have. Hey, we've seen gangsters posing with stacks of cash and drugs and firearms, of course, and cameras in the field. Can they be used to spot firearms on social media posts? And can you use that same, uh, you know, geo mapping to to go trace back to where they originated? That's not a core function that we focus on. So we we focus on you know the digital cameras, the security cameras that the customers have. Um, and use that for object recognition. There is technology where you can ingest video feed and look for uh, identification that way. It's not something that we focused on, not to say that we wouldn't at some point. Um, but yeah, there's this technology that that can ingest video feed um, and rolls like that and look for objects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, somebody figured it out for at least one NBA player who's who's uh, in a little bit of trouble right now. Hey, oh, no. we're 
where has the system been used and what have you seen as far as successes so far? Yeah, so we're in 36 different states right now, a mix between uh, K through 12, higher education, um, corporate clients, and then some of the projects that we have going on with the government. Um, you know, we've detected thousands of guns at this point. Um, we've had one recently where we uh, we detected a guy um, in a public area with a with a pistol. Um, and we were able to dispatch that alert to the appropriate uh, responders. And within two to three minutes, they were there on site and were able to attain the guy because um, they knew what he looked like and what type of weapon they had. That's another thing. If um, I mean, you're you're you know law enforcement yourself, if you're responding to a scenario. And you know that you're coming up on a semi-automatic pistol versus a long gun or an AR, AR, you know, type platform rifle, your response is going to be a little bit different. The people that you bring with you is going to be a little bit different. So we're really hoping that we can support and curate the aggressiveness and the, um, the confidence of responding, um, either law enforcement or security personnel so they can, you know, mitigate the situation from, being more than it could be. Um, so yeah, we've had, you know, thousands of detections, um, a few dispatches um, where we've actually supported an attainment of an individual. Um, and we, it just, the more cameras we get on, the more that we keep seeing. Yeah, no, I mean, that that's a great idea as far as, is discerning the type of weapon and, and tailoring the response. We've seen some agencies like Chula Vista in California go to a live 911 system where they sometimes have a drone accompaniment to, to get a better look. Can you tap into drone cameras as well to, to integrate with your system? I, I know our, T, our technology team, our R&D team, uh, has some projects going on with the drones and dogs. So. Um... You know, it's it's coming. Um, we don't have anything deployed out in the, in the environment right now, but um, we definitely have projects going on. I've seen that I've seen the work that these guys are doing, and it's uh, it's pretty incredible on what they can do. So, yeah, like I said, if there's a use case um, and and we can use the technology to support it, um, the answer is yes. It's just a matter of focus for the business. Yeah, well, it's a, I mean, it's a great idea, long overdue. It's so great to see different kinds of technology coming into the law enforcement um, sphere and helping keep officers safe and people safe, places safe. Uh, I'm sure it would have a prevention effect as well once word gets out that it's out there. What else can you tell us? You got any final remarks about a, a successful operation where you've spotted uh, firearms and, and got a good response and maybe stopped a, a mass shooting or a, at least a shooting at a, a, a building or a premise? Yeah, I, to date, you know, I can't say that we have stopped your traditional active shooter um, situation. Um, it's coming. Um, when I look at these things, it's not a, a matter of like, you know, is another one going to happen? It's a matter of when. Um I'm, I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. Um, 
covenant shooting happened in my backyard. Um, and nobody ever thought that something like that would happen in that area. Um, yeah. So, um, to date, you know, to say that we'd stop the traditional active shooter situation, um, can't say that, but we have identified, you know, thousands of guns and sent support to our customers and in that way. Um, and we're going to continue, you know, pushing on that use case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. And yeah, Nashville, um, I mean, the response was terrific by the law, law enforcement officers there who responded quickly and decisively. And uh, with technology like this, um, you know, we don't have to have the incident that pr- to prove that it was prevent- prevented. And prevention is so hard and difficult to prove. But um, the the number, if we keep the numbers down, that's a win for me, in, in my opinion. Absolutely. You know, you never you never know how far these things can go. So it's um, you, you mentioned that response. I mean, based on those guys response, they saved lives. Right. Um, and they actioned. They had intel. They made movements. The training that the, the staff had on site. I know that they had been trained with active shooter response. Um, so they were prepared, right? They were they were making in preparation um, in an event like that. So that's we're trying to support in that layered security system and continue to get ahead of those things um, and save lives. Awesome. Hey, how can our listeners and our YouTube watchers find out more about Zero Eyes and and how to find out about where it's operating in in an area near them? Yeah, we have the website's a great place to start. Uh, It's just zeroeyes.com, Z E R O E Y E S.com. There's a ton of resources. We've got statistics from Department of Homeland Security and FBI. We've got a blog that our company tries to stay on top of and, and provide real real information from what's going on in, in, in the security space. Um, and then we also have a, a video archive where we have a bunch of information from our organization. And up at the right-hand side, we've got uh, request a demo or, or get a quote options if people want to have a further conversation. Yeah, I've looked at the uh, website. It's very robust, and um, I think our our viewers and listeners would uh, be interested and in, in, in are encouraged to take a look at it. Hey, thank you, Dustin Brooks, a Navy SEAL and uh, CEO and co-founder, or CCO and co-founder of Zero Eyes. Hey, thanks for your service, and thanks for what you're doing with this new technology in support of law enforcement and public safety. That's great, Jim. Thanks for having me. And and thanks for your service in law enforcement as well. Um, you know, it's, it's a awesome job what you, you and the individuals like yourself do for uh, public spaces and communities. So it's, uh, it's great. Really appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. And to our listeners, you can check out the website at the show notes at the bottom of the uh, podcast. It is zeroeyes.com. And we're going to try to put in some graphics for you as well. Hey, thanks for listening. And let me know what you think about today's program. Drop me a line at policingmatters at policeone.com. Let me know what you think. All right. Take good care. Stay safe and hope to talk to you again real soon. Take good care.